0: After pushing lunatic conspiracy theories about President Trump trying to shut down mail service before the election, some Democrats have brand new strategies to save the U.S. Postal Service. Here's AOC with the latest brilliant plan.
1: I have been thinking about ways to help you help the post office. And I think I've got an idea and I'm interested in hearing your thoughts. So one of the best ways to support the post office is to buy stamps. What do you all think? Would you guys be down and excited if I set up a national progressive pen pal program? um, Do all the work
0: of connecting you to somebody else. We would offer maybe some conversation prompts or postcard prompts and even like a printable postcard format. You just send it out. Uh, Would you guys be down? Do you like that idea? remember when AOC cared about the environment? (laughs) I don't know about you, but I'm old enough to remember when AOC said she cared about the environment. Now she wants to just print envelopes and paper and lots of stamps to, I don't know, to what? To consolidate power and to attack Republicans. Nothing, nothing the left says is on the level. It's not what it appears. Not when it's about the post office, not when it's about COVID, not when it's about sex, and especially not when it's about election interference. A lot going on on that front. We will get into the latest Democrat conspiracy theories and outright conspiracies. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. Yesterday, my favorite comment from Michael S. Only in 2020 can you have one candidate pretend to be Indian to get elected and one candidate get selected by pretending not to be Indian. Oh, wow. That hadn't occurred to me. You've got Elizabeth Warren pretends to be a kind of different kind of Indian. And then Kamala Harris uh, basically pitching her entire candidacy as as a a product of anti-black oppression. Uh, and sort of hiding the fact that her her mother's Indian, right? Her father is Jamaican. Her father talks about how they're descended actually from slave owners, not from slaves. Anyway, none of that matters. Of course, of course, we shouldn't be surprised by this because there is a very specific scale of racial and sexual oppression. And so you got to make sure that you're always on the the right uh, place on that ladder because the ladder moves around quite a lot. Got to get to the conspiracy theories from the left as well as the conspiracies that they're engaged in first, though. Got to thank our friends over at Thompson Cigar. I consider Thompson Cigar to be like a real friend, like an actual friend that has been with me uh, since I was 16 years old. And my mother bought me my first box of cigars from Thompson Cigars, as a matter of fact. Sometimes when sweet little Elisa uh, tries to get on me about not smoking so many cigars, I remind her that there are very few things that I've loved longer than I've loved her. But but cigars, especially through Thompson, uh, actually does make that chronological cut. Thompson has over a century in the business. They know their stuff. They got the best prices. They got the biggest brands in the business. They're just, they're just the best. Whether you want Padrone, you want Illusione, you want Monte Cristo, you want whatever. They've got over 12,000 different cigar options available. One thing I love about them is their samplers. They, they've got the option to build your own every, uh, every day in Thompson's five-pack fever program. They've, they've got insane deals. You're not going to beat them anywhere. They're the number one choice for premium cigars in the USA. I would, people always ask me for recommendations. I'll throw out a few every now and again. If you're just getting started, maybe try out Nub, try out Kane, try out even Cusano 18, try out Oliva, some of the lighter ones, Connecticut Shade, that's where I started. Then you maybe you get a little bit more into it. You try out some of that darker stuff. Illusione is great stuff, My Father. Uh, I, I could go on all day long, uh, but I'll try to post some recommendations as time goes on for a limited time. Thompson is offering 15% off orders over 75 bucks or 20% off orders over 99 bucks. To take advantage of these savings, go to thompsoncigar.com, use promo code Knowles. T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N, cigar.com. Use promo code Knowles. I feel like I could do an entire show just promoting Thompson cigars. I love, I love that company so much. And I love those, I love the stogies. The latest left-wing conspiracy theory, I'm sure you've heard about it, is that President Trump is trying to destroy the post office. We talked about it a little bit on the show yesterday. Now, what is this based on? It's based on absolutely nothing. However, the the left is taking these kind of ridiculous anecdotes, you know, a photograph of a mailbox being locked in some crime ridden area of California as evidence that you know Trump is going to steal the election. What in California? He's going to win California? I don't think so. None of that makes sense. But what we're what we should actually be talking about, and I think what the USPS conspiracy theory is a distraction for is, is that nationwide mail-in voting is much more open to fraud. Democrats tried to steal the election in 2016 through the Russiagate hoax. They failed. They then tried to overturn that presidential election through the Russiagate hoax. As a matter of fact, Uh, they, they failed. Now they're trying to steal the 2020 election. President Trump knows it. He talks about the risks associated with universal mail-in ballots. Take a listen.
1: If you go with this universal mail-in where you send millions of votes in California, tens of millions of ballots being sent to everybody and their dogs. okay? dogs are getting them. okay? people that have been dead for 25 years are getting them. You have to see what's happening. Then you're never going to have a fair election. You know, we voted during World War One. We voted during World War Two. We voted during many crises. I mean, we voted like nobody would believe we'd never had a problem. Now we have problems
0: all very true. He makes the point that people are getting mail-in ballots for their dogs who have been dead for 20 years. That happened for their pets. Seriously, we covered it actually on the show when it happened a couple months ago. uh, It's also the case that we voted throughout other crises, major world wars, major pandemics, some of which were comparable to the coronavirus, some of which were much worse than the coronavirus. We still voted. So why now? What's changed? Is it the science? Is it the virus? Or is it us? and our politicians, and our administrative government. That's, I think, what has changed. The question is, Mr. President, are you sabotaging the Postal Service? Here's his answer.
1: I'm just making it good. We have a very, very good business guy running it. And I want to make, I jokingly say, but it's true, I want to make the post office great again, okay? The post office lost $78 billion over a very short period of time. Think of it, over the last 10, 12 years, something like that. $78 billion, with a B, billion. And we're making it so it is going to be good.
0: They're going to make it good. We're going to make the post office great again. We all used to be able to admit that the post office is poorly run. Obviously, you can just look at the numbers. They lost $9 billion last year. Now they need a bailout of $10 billion, which the Trump administration is giving them. They've they've been running deficits forever. It's unpleasant. There's always some lady yelling at you at the post office. You know, the mail gets lost. We've got a lot of recent uh, experiments on this from news organizations seeing what's going to happen with the mail-in ballots. They lost 3% of them. We, We used to all be able to agree on that. We have so little in common now in this country, but we used to agree that going to the post office, not particularly enjoyable. Even the journalists used to do it. Oliver Darcy at CNN tweeted out in, I think, 2014, pro tip, avoid the post office at all costs. Jake Tapper, CNN, around the same time, said, hey, USPS, who do I talk to there to try to solve a problem caused by your severe incompetence? Your phones aren't even set up right. The USPS actually responded to Jake Tapper, said, what's the problem? He said, I ordered something. It was supposed to get there in time for Mother's Day. It didn't come for many days after that. What's the matter with you? But I'm sure, I'm sure that the 80 to 100 million expected ballots that are going to be mailed this year. I'm sure they're going to arrive right on time, right? No problem come election night, right? I don't think so. Now, of course, the Democrats are, are hacks. You know, they're, I mean, that, that's nothing new, but they've changed their tune on the post office so as to attack President Trump. But even those hacks, even those left-wing journalist hacks, are beginning to call foul on the Biden campaign, which has so far refused to campaign at all. The Biden campaign has locked their candidate in a basement because he, he can't speak and is clearly in decline. And Meanwhile, the Trump campaign is going out actually talking to people. Even the left-wing journalists are saying, "Come on. <laughs> Come on, Biden. <laughs> Don't we're happy to carry water for you. We're happy to 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 campaign on your behalf, but you got to work with us here. You got to make it a little bit easy." Even Brian Stelter over at CNN would admit this. We'll get to that in one second. First, though, I got to thank our friends over at NetSuite. You know, it's very bad when your business doesn't know its numbers. All you need to know your numbers is NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. Finance, HR, inventory, e-commerce, everything you need all in one place so that you save time, money, and headaches. Don't forget, time is money. Sometimes headaches are time and money because, you you know, you, you lose a lot of productivity. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions of dollars in sales, NetSuite gives you visibility and control so you can manage every penny with precision right now, especially now, businesses are having a tough time. Join over 20,000 companies who trust NetSuite to go faster with confidence. NetSuite surveyed hundreds of business leaders. They assembled a playbook of top strategies that they're using as America reopens for business. Go get it right now. Very important. Receive your free guide, seven actions businesses need to take now. Schedule your free product tour at netsuite.com slash Knowles. Get your free guide. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash Knowles. Netsuite.com slash Head on over. Brian Stelter, got to give him credit. He pointed out on CNN the other day that for all his many faults, Trump is actually going out there and talking to people. And for all his many wonderful virtues, Joe Biden is nowhere to be found.
1: I think this is increasingly becoming an issue uh, among the press corps uh, and among political insiders. And it's an issue that Trump campaign officials are also using against Biden, saying that he's not willing to sit down for extended interviews. Uh, he has certainly been in a quieter period lately. Uh, I think now that we're entering the fourth inning of this you know, very, very long game, this presidential campaign, uh, I certainly hope that Biden is more accessible to the press. Uh, but there's also a false equivalence being drawn between Biden mostly uh, just, you know, holding speeches, not having press conferences versus Trump, who, yes, is very accessible,
0: who does give interviews and press conferences. He's going out there. He's doing all of these things. They're, they're very different campaigns. I mean, at this point, I think President Trump would sit down for an interview with anybody. OK, he is going out there. He has nothing to hide from. He's he's got nothing to be afraid of. So why, why is Biden not going out there? Chris Wallace, who is a Democrat, I believe over at Fox News said, it's a very strange thing. Usually the week before the convention, the campaigns just send out usually the candidate, but if not the candidate, at least one of the top brass from the campaign. Chris Wallace said, it's the damnedest thing. They're not doing it. Why not? I think the campaign staff doesn't want to have to answer tough questions. And what are those tough questions about? They're all about Joe Biden's fitness for office. So Joe Biden just sat down to do a, an interview with Cardi B, you know, Cardi B, Cardi B is, uh, the, the voice of a generation, I suppose, but he, he sits down with her and I guess she's supporting him now. And just at, at a very factual level, very elementary level, Joe Biden couldn't remember how many grandkids he has.
1: You know what I'm saying?
0: I, I, You're telling I, me,
1: what? I got four kids, five grandkids. Come on. I'm an expert.
0: Joe Biden is not an expert on the number of grandkids he has. He has seven grandkids. Now, in part, he might be trying to cover up for his son, Hunter Biden, who uh, seems to have been involved in high-level corruption, with Joe's knowledge, in China and in the Ukraine. Uh, he, he wants to cover up for his illegitimate kids, or he doesn't want to acknowledge his grandkids, or maybe he just forgot. None of those things, though, uh, portray the Democratic nominee in a particularly good light. Now, beyond that, the, the other aspect here is the Biden campaign is... is Cleaning things up a little bit. So in this interview, if you're paying attention, you can see that there are cuts, there are edits to the interview. Biden's position will change, the lighting will change a little bit, and presumably these are cuts th- that they first learned when Joe Biden launched his campaign podcast. That he can sound almost normal if you speed it up a little bit. You take out the weird statements, you take out the the dead areas. Just take a listen. It doesn't cut together very well.
1: You know, the country's been there's mourning. a change. And what you're finding now is the vast majority of the American people understand what's going on. My mom There's used to have she, she
0: ridiculous the greatest virtue of all is courage. The light's changing, and then the Zoom is changing, too, to, to cover up for the fact that if you were to listen to him live for, for however long, it would most likely sound like gibberish. You know, President Trump, you can make fun of his rhetoric. You can make fun of the way he, he organizes words and his diction and everything. That guy can go for three hours, which is a skill. It's very difficult to do that. He doesn't even really need a script. He can just go and he can be entertaining and he can have the audience. Uh, Abraham Lincoln used to be able to do this. Certainly different oratorical styles, (laughs) rhetorical styles, no question about that. But they could both keep the audience's attention. Joe Biden obviously could not do that. So they've got to just hide Joe Biden away. They've got to hide Kamala Harris away, who's also extraordinarily unlikable. And they need to make the whole campaign about those dirty, rotten, mean old Republicans. So they haven't gotten anything good on Trump lately. They're trying to accuse him of of mail fraud or something. I don't know what they're trying to accuse him of. So now they're going after their favorite, the king of conservative talk radio and conservative commentary, Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh on the air, uh, read some criticisms for Kamala Harris. The left is saying that Rush called Kamala Harris a hoe. That's the exact wording. Now, as as always, the, they've been doing this for decades, the left attacks Rush Limbaugh for things that he allegedly said, and then you, they never listened to the full context. So if they did, they would find out that he didn't actually say what they're saying. He said, take a listen for yourself.
1: The NBA has fired a freelance photographer because he insulted Kamala Harris. His name is Bill Baptiste. Maybe he pronounces it Baptist. I don't know. There's no E on the end of it. He's a freelance photographer. He's been working for the NBA inside its bubble at the Disney World Complex in Orlando as the NBA goes through its supposed season here. He's an independent contractor, had the deal terminated by the league after he posted a sexist Facebook post referencing Kamala Harris. He posted an image that read Joe and the Ho, H-O-E. Now, what do you think that's about?
0: What do you think that's about? So he's he's just reading the story of what the guy who then got fired said about Kamala Harris. So it it is newsworthy. You got this guy who gets fired for saying this thing and he's just repeating what the guy said. That is not Rush Limbaugh calling Kamala Harris a hoe, but I'd like to go further than that. What if he did call her a hoe or whatever, you know, whatever, use whatever word you want. What if he did do that? Isn't that what the left has been telling us is true of women for decades now? And isn't the left telling us that that's empowering? Remember, we played that song by Cardi B, who now you know is being elevated to the point that she's she's going on and doing interviews with Joe Biden. We played that song, W-A-P, WAP, which is the most vulgar, disgusting song I've ever heard. And the, and the thesis of which is, all women are prostitutes. There's some whores in this house. So Cardi B can say it, but Rush Limbaugh can't say it. Here's some recent commentary from that woman, Cardi B, that Joe Biden and all of the Democrats have been seeking to elevate and looking to for an endorsement. Here's just a little bit of the social, cultural, and sexual commentary of Cardi B. Y'all b**** f- me to f- brush your teeth before you s***. F-. Y'all eating barbecue ribs the whole day, bacon, egg, and cheese, then you f-. And right after he directly put it inside your p******, f-. now you got bacon, egg, and cheese grease inside your p******. F-. You know what I'm saying? I'm only giving y'all this advice because I love you. And you don't want to take advice. I then roll the dice and keep walking around with that dehydrated. Like I said, I love y'all. And this is for y'all to keep the whop. That is some truly degenerate stuff. It's the only way to describe it. The full clip actually is incredibly even more vulgar. I don't know how that's possible, but it is. I had to edit that down. Wap is what she says at the end. Wap, that recent hit song that calls all women prostitutes. That is way worse than anything Rush Limbaugh has ever said. Way worse than anything. Remember, they got Don Imus. He, he used a, a similar phrase to what they're accusing wrongly Rush Limbaugh of saying. They got him in trouble for it. That's way worse than anything Don Imus ever said. This is the culture the left has created. The left has told you now for how long? That, that for women to go out and have sex with a zillion people and, you know, not seriously date anyone and just do a bunch of debauched things, that that's good, that that's empowering. Well, that's a lie. And there's, there's political effect to that. We'll get to it in just a second. First, though, I got to thank our friends over at Keeps. Did you know, speaking of picking up the ladies, did you know two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. You used to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. Now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online, get hair loss medication delivered right to your home. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. Maybe you've tried them before. You've definitely never tried them for this price. Pre- prevention is key. Keeps treatments typically take between four to six months to see results, so it's important to act fast. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you will save. Find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors and more than 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. Those treatments start at just $10 per month, plus for a limited time, you get your first month for free. It's a great idea. Look guys, I'm not exactly a hulking Adonis, but my hair has always served me well. Uh, you know, in the lady, lady, lady chatting department. So anyway, I would head on over there. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash receive your first month of treatment for free. K-E-E-P-S.com slash Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S. This is the culture the left has created. They've got a new show coming out. Maybe it's a show, maybe it's a movie. I don't even know the difference anymore. This is on HBO and it's, it's a movie. It's like a gal pal comedy about, these gals tr- driving across the nation to to kill a child. This is called Unpregnant. Take a listen to the trailer. Fine, There's a woman clearly taking a pregnancy test.
2: Condoms, so you're fine.
0: She's pregnant. Oh, that's so, so terrible. Is there anything worse than being pregnant? Oh, thing. having to have children? If oh, a young oh. woman needs a procedure, is that possible? By the way, she's looking up an abortion procedure for women outbreak. under 18. The law won't let me get one without my parents knowing. I know we're not close anymore. True. And I'm the last person that you want to help. Accurate. But I need your help, and I don't have anywhere else to go. Go where? To get the thing, the the procedure. So you're hiding this from your man, your best friend. Hey, girl. And your Jesus freak parents, and you thought, why not ask Bailey Butler to drive me hundreds of miles? Because she probably doesn't have anything to do anyway. Kind of, yes. Bailey! come on. I'm just messing with you. You're right, I do not have anything going on. Hello? If you don't help us out, we're going to be in so much trouble. Well, they find a, a nice, lovely abortionist to uh, kill this this gal's child without her parents knowing.
2: Really it's my life. It's my choice.
0: Then the boyfriend says, you know, I don't think this is what you want. She says, that's uh, no, not your choice. Sorry, Buster. It's your kid, but it's not your choice. It's my, my body. My choice to kill something that's not my body. A minor going on a quest to kill her child at the protestation of her Jesus freak parents. See, they're Jesus freaks. If you think that you shouldn't kill children, or if you think that even if you should be able to kill children, but just like maybe children shouldn't be able to kill children, that makes you a Jesus freak. But if you support this culture, you're not a freak. You're totally normal. It's it's great. It's fabulous. I'm so glad that they were able to drive across the country and find that kindly abortionist to snuff out a life. This is not an accident. This didn't happen by accident. This was planned out and encouraged by the radical left. It's gone back at least until the 1960s. It's actually gone back earlier than that. Radical leftists have always looked at sex as a way to transform society. Because sex is so fundamental to who we are, that if you can transform the way that we view sex, you can crash social mores, break traditional institutions, transform the way we even interact with the world. And and most importantly of all, you can uh, break down people's constraints on their own passions. And when people are all passion, all emotion, all appetite, they're much easier to guide. They're much easier to control. That's the political operation of the sexual revolution that exploded in the 1960s. Since that time, women have become less happy, according to a number of studies, both in relative terms to men and in absolute terms. That's a political operation. That's a, that's a genuine conspiracy. You can read all of the writings. Actually, Bernie Sanders very famously during the primary came out that he had written on this, this very topic in the 60s and 70s. The left was very honest about the way they wanted to harness sex for a political revolution, in, including a man who ran for president just this year. Now they're a little less honest about it. They want to pretend it's all just about liberation. It's all just about, about taking control of your body. But of course, it's the opposite. That's planned out. That's not the, the mailboxes are a conspiracy theory from the left. That's a genuine conspiracy. Here's another genuine conspiracy: the Russia fear mongering. You know the left has loved Russia for a hundred years. They've sought to collude with Russia from Walter Duranty all the way up to, to Hillary Clinton with her her misspelled reset button under the Obama administration. So to all of a sudden hear them worrying about the Trump campaign colluding with the Russians, it's so ridiculous. Well, now we're starting to get some answers on that. You know, we've heard names here, Lisa Page, Peter Strzok, Andy McCabe. These are these corrupt FBI DOJ types who were involved in, in basically trying to subvert the presidential election in 2016 and, uh, and effect more or less a coup d'etat on Trump in 2020. Well, here's another name maybe you haven't heard, Kevin Smith. He first worked on the FBI's Crossfire Hurricane team, right? This is the, the early part of the Russia hoax. Uh, he worked later under special counsel Robert Mueller, and he was fired after it was revealed that he sent anti-Trump messages. Vive la resistance was one of them. Uh, he now is expected to plead guilty to one count of making false statements. What he did, though, and this is very important, he doctored an email that to, to say that former Trump campaign national security advisor Carter Page was not a source for the CIA, when in fact uh, he was, and the email that this guy doctored admitted that Carter Page was a source for the CIA. That act of, of sabotage, I don't know what to, you could call it treason, I guess. That malicious act, that abuse of power, allowed, in part, uh, the Obama administration to spy on the Trump campaign. Ke- Kevin Smith, remember that name, because that's just the first name probably you've never heard of. I think there are going to be more. This just came out because of John Durham's investigation, criminal investigation into the origins of the Russia investigation. There are going to be more names to drop. This is much wider spread than we thought. We also know that the current presumptive Democratic nominee for president was involved. We know he was in at least one meeting where this stuff came up. We have it on the record because of Susan Rice. How much higher does it go? How much more does this involve? What went on in the 2016 election? You know, one issue is that Republicans, we just, you know, we move on, we won the 2016 election, so we don't think about it that much. We got to find out what happened because the left is trying to steal the election again. And we can't just look at the past. We got to look at what they're doing now in the future. What the left manages to do, I guess you can't even call this a conspiracy because they have been open about it, is they, they weaponize narratives to steal elections. So that's what they've been doing for four years on Russia. No ev- Zero evidence that Donald Trump has ever done anything wrong with Russia. But they've managed to use this to one, spy on his campaign, then two, uh, try to impeach him, get him ousted from office, and now three, they're trying to, to quash his re-election bid. They just harp on that narrative. The sex narrative. How have they managed to crack up traditional institutions, crack up marriage, get people more reliant on the state, grow the size of government? Well, one way they've done it, and they've been explicit about it, is by promoting this radical sexual culture. How now are they trying to undermine our faith in our institutions and in the election? Well, they're creating this USPS conspiracy theory. There's always a narrative, and the most long-standing narrative that they're using. And right now the most dangerous is this narrative on race. We've got videos coming out of Portland that the mainstream media don't want you to see. We'll get into it. We'll get into what it means. We'll get into what it means for President Trump's base. First though, I got to thank you for subscribing. To the Michael Knowles Show YouTube channel. There are many reasons to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share the videos on that YouTube channel. But the main one is YouTube is suppressing us. They're one, demonetizing half of our videos, but they're not even letting them come up in search really. So head on over there, stick it in the eye of YouTube. We appreciate it. We're also going to have a backstage uh, this Friday. It's going to be about the DNC. It's going to be a lot of fun. So head on over to that. And I want to remind you about our most exclusive membership tier at Daily Wire All Access. All Access members get to join in in All Access Live, which is our exclusive live stream discussions hosted every night by each of the hosts, including myself this Thursday, August 20th. We're going to be doing a very special live stream watch party covering the DNC. Uh, All of the biggest speakers, Daily Wire's own Matt Walsh is going to be doing that. That starts at 8.45 p.m. Eastern. 5.45 5.45 p.m. Pacific. Head on over to dailywire.com slash You get 20% off all access and you get two leftist tears tumblers with coupon code access. Dailywire.com slash Knowles. Coupon code access for 20% off. We'll be right back with a lot more. The top narrative that the left has been pushing these days is on race. Probably the most ridiculous conspiracy theory they have is that there's such a thing as white supremacy in the United States, institutional supremacy, never mind that the left runs all the institutions, systemic racism, whatever term you want to use, that basically... White people have privilege, they can do whatever they want, they get an advantage in society. Black people can never succeed no matter what they do, they're hopelessly oppressed and kept down. So what's the reality of the situation? We talked yesterday on the show about how there's only one example of legal racism in this country. There's there's just one. And it doesn't go along with the leftist narrative. It's called affirmative action. And it privileges black and Hispanic applicants to college and to employ and, and to employment, and it disadvantages white and Asian applicants. And that's why right now the DOJ Civil Rights Office is looking into Yale University for doing just that. That's racial discrimination on the books. That's institutional racism. The left doesn't talk about that though because that doesn't go along with their narrative. Here's how you know their, their narrative on race and white supremacy and whatever other word you want to use is bogus. Look at what's happening in Portland right now. So there's a video just came out of a man getting brutally beaten in Portland. <laughs> Happens to be a white guy, by the way, who's getting beaten up. You got a group around him BLM, Antifa. Oh, then a guy just kicked him in the head.
1: You loser! That run people.
0: A lot of uh, N word being thrown around here, which we have bleeped out, as uh, as one does. That doesn't look good. That guy doesn't seem to have a whole lot of white privilege. So what happened? You know, you look at that and you say, Gosh, what could that guy have done to deserve it? You know what that guy did to deserve it? He was sitting in his car, sitting in his truck, when a group of these BLM and Antifa thugs surrounded him and got themselves into a and got him especially into a very dangerous situation. They walk
1: up,
0: you got these what appear to be PLM activists, some Antifa maybe, too, showing up, screaming at this guy who's sitting in his truck. A lot of them, they got probably, what, eight or nine over here. They start attacking some woman. At this point, the guy's going to get out of his car and try to help. So the guy finally says, this is not a good situation. He slowly drives out of there, make sure he doesn't run anybody over. And then he finally starts to drive faster. Well, eventually he crashes his car. He's obviously very nervous. And the BLM and Antifa thugs pull him out of his car and just wreck this guy. You probably haven't heard very much about him. CNN doesn't talk about that guy very much. Not a lot of articles in the New York Times about him. Ask yourself this, if that had been a black guy, Or any minority, any person of color, I don't know, whatever term the left is using these days. If that had not been a white guy and it was a political event and and in any way you could tie the rioters, demonstrators, anything to the right wing, the proud boys or whatever else. If you could tie them to the right in any way, you think you would have heard about that? I think you probably would have. You think that would be national news? I think it probably would be. You think it would be international news? Very possibly it would. So why are these incidents treated differently? Because one of them feeds a left-wing narrative on race that is politically advantageous to Democrats. And one of them does not. One of them either says nothing about that narrative or counters that narrative. So you're not going to hear about it. Meanwhile, you're going to hear a lot more about white supremacy. But if we lived in a white supremacist country, don't you think that that media situation would be the opposite? I think there's some people who genuinely believe we're living under white supremacy. Oh, I don't. Where's the evidence for that? There's no evidence. There's just the conspiracy theory cooked up by the left and propagated by some of the biggest people in media. And they're open about it. You know, we've talked on this show before about how, uh, you know, conservatives tend not to consider our race or our ethnicity to be our primary identity category. See, if you ask me, hey, Michael, what are you? I'd say, I don't know, I'm Catholic, I'm American, I'm a New York original, I live in L.A., I'm a podcaster. I'd have all of these different identity groups. Maybe I'd get down to Sicilian, Italian, a little, a little English in there mixed in, you know, a little Mayflower in there. Maybe way, way, way down. I'd say, oh, I'm a white guy, too. You know, they always talk about how I'm a white guy, but I guess, yeah, sure, okay, way, way, way down. But for the left, it's not like that. For the left, race is the primary category. So if, if race is the primary category, what's it look like? Well, and according to the mainstream media, white is a bad thing. It's an epithet. That's why this, this word Karen, which is a racial epithet, it's considered socially acceptable. It Specifically, explicitly refers to white women. And you're allowed to say that, this derogatory term. But if, if there were any comparable term to refer to black women or Hispanic women or Asian women or whatever, you, you could, would be arrested for saying that. It would be so socially unacceptable. You would at least be ostracized, but white woman, it's okay. Well, Chris Hayes over at MSNBC uh, showed this to be true just the other day. He was referring to Trump's base. He said Trump's, white men without a four-year degree and disposable income enough to buy a boat are genuinely the Trump base. He's being derisive and he's using this, everything here to be a, a negative descriptor. He d- doesn't have a four-year degree. That's the worst thing you could say about somebody. Has a lot of disposable income, but they didn't earn it through the university system. Well, that's that's terrible. Bought a boat. You know, he's f- presenting this image of white trash and then there it is. White men. the Worst, worst thing. On the intersectionality chart, gosh, could you imagine anything worse? Chris Hayes, of course, is a white man, right? Doesn't, doesn't make a lot of sense. Think about here a little deeper, though, beyond their racial nonsense. What he said, he's very upset that some people in the Trump base don't have a four-year degree, but they made money anyway. Isn't that a good thing? (laughs) Isn't that impressive? You know, because we're told you need a college degree to have any sort of success in life, make any money, you know, in your profession, right? That's part of the reason that the left is always clamoring to get more and more people into college and to subsidize college. But what Chris Hayes is saying is Trump's base proves that isn't true. Because for the vast majority of people, they don't learn anything in college, anything useful in a, in a practical sense, in a technical sense, or anything useful as a matter of the liberal arts and the cultivation of the mind. They don't, they don't learn any of it. They just, what do you do? You just go and you party and you sleep around and you have a pretty good time. I'm waxing nostalgic now, even just thinking about it, but you, you don't learn these things that you really need later in life for the vast, vast majority of people. That the left needs people to go to college. That's the training institution for the ideology of the state, of the liberal establishment. It's training, not just in the books they're reading, but it's training even in the behaviors that they're engaging in. They, they need you to do this. I mean, that, they're, they're pushing that. That's active. That's not an accident. They want to whip you up into a frenzy. Great example of this. Forget the universities for a second. Head on over to Hollywood. Sharon Stone. You remember Sharon Stone? She was in that movie. We won't talk about it. Sharon Stone, her sister has contracted coronavirus, which is very sad. We wish her sister very well. It's very sad when anybody gets any kind of virus. Sharon Stone is blaming Trump. She's blaming Trump supporters. How? Well, here's her incoherent argument.
2: This is the state of affairs in the middle of our country where you, the people in the middle of our country, are at great risk of dying from COVID. They keep saying that the risks are so small and that you might not die and that it'll be fine. But I'm telling you what's going on with my family. My grandmother died of COVID and my godmother died of COVID. Pause right there.
0: That's very sad. I'm very sorry that her grandmother and godmother died of COVID. Uh, Again, you you don't, I take her at her word. It's just that that there have been some deaths that were labeled as COVID deaths that now have been decategorized as COVID deaths. There seems to be some issues with the reporting, but let's say that's the case. For a little bit of perspective here, Sharon Stone is 62 years old. If you make it to 62 years old and you have your grandparents still around, that's great. That's fabulous. You are blessed. You are truly blessed if you make it you know, that obviously we want everyone to live forever, but that's pretty good stuff. If you make it to 62 years old and your parents are still alive, you've done very well. But that part left out. No sense here of, of context. You know, it it is simply a medical fact that you are very, 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 very unlikely to die of coronavirus. Very, very, very unlikely to die. Some people are in increased risk groups. And those people are taking additional precautions as they should. Like grandparents, grandparents should be taking additional precautions. But the fact that there is an epidemic that is not killing the vast vast majority of people, but some people are susceptible to, that's not Trump's fault, is it? She goes on, she makes her political point.
2: This is the state that we're in. The only thing that's going to change this is if you vote. And if you vote for Biden, and if you vote for Kamala Harris, and the reason that's going to happen is because with women in power, we will fight for our families. We will fight for people to live, and we will fight for people to get tested, because the only countries that are doing well with COVID are the ones that have women in leadership. Please vote, and please, whatever you do, don't vote for a killer. Thank you.
0: Okay, I think she might have gotten a few of her facts wrong there. First of all, I love, she says, vote for Joe Biden so we can have a woman (laughs) leader, because she knows she's admitting, she knows that if Joe Biden gets elected, he's not going to be calling the shots. He's not going to know which end is up. It'll be Kamala Harris or or it'll be somebody else. But she's just wrong on the facts here. She said we'd be much safer if Joe Biden were elected. Joe Biden, as coronavirus was spreading throughout the world and throughout the country, wanted to keep travel open from China. You don't need to take my word for this. He gave a speech about this. He said that President Trump's travel ban on China was, quote, hysterical xenophobia.
1: Coronavirus emanated from China. A national emergency, you know, worldwide alerts. The American people need to have a president who they can trust what he says about it. That he is going to act rationally about it. In moments like this, this is where the credibility of a president is most needed. As he explains what we should and should not do. This is no time for Donald Trump's record of hysteria, xenophobia, hysterical xenophobia.
0: No time for it. So how about the women? Because that's Sharon Stone's main point. She says, yeah, Joe's just a figurehead. The women will be running things. So the only people who have been good on coronavirus are the women. How did the women do? Sharon Stone seems to forget about Nancy Pelosi the most prominent and powerful female politician in the country who, as coronavirus was exploding around the United States, that that virus from China, she went to a very crowded area of San Francisco's Chinatown without a mask, without social distancing, without any of the buzzwords that the public health establishment now tells us to engage in. And what did she say? She said, come on down to Chinatown.
2: Also to say to everyone, you should come to Chinatown Precautions have been taken by our city. Uh, We know that there's a concern about tourism traveling all throughout the world, uh, but we think it's very safe to be in Chinatown and hope that others will come.
0: We think it's very safe. So Joe Biden saying we need to have more travel from China, Nancy Pelosi saying come on down to Chinatown, don't wear masks, it's all totally safe, you're fine. That doesn't kill anybody that is being responsible. That is showing leadership. President Trump taking a a fairly strong stance on COVID, taking a lot of precautions on COVID, he's a killer. There are a lot of people who believe that. I saw that Sharon Stone video going all around the internet. A lot of people believe that totally divorced from a reality, a bizarre, unhinged conspiracy theory. Or is it a conspiracy? Or is it a democratic conspiracy to spread this kind of misinformation? I guess in order to be a conspiracy, does it have to be hidden? If so, then it doesn't qualify because it's it's all out in the open. We know about this relationship between the media, between the educational apparatus, between Hollywood, between the democratic politicians, between the administrative government, between leftist theorists going back over 100 years. We know about that. That's all out in the open. And yet the narrative is so powerful, even some conservatives sometimes, even some Republicans get taken for suckers. A a crucial aspect of the next couple months is going to be identifying that very subtle seductive narrative wherever it is, no matter how ingrained it's become, whether it's some silly theory about the mailboxes or whether it's all the way down to the way that we we are educated, our sexual education, our, our historical education, the way that laws are enforced, All of that does tie in to a left-wing agenda. The people who have contributed to that and who have affected that have have been honest about it. So we've got to believe them when they're honest. We've got to call them out as liars and cynics uh, in the meantime. That's our show I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. See you tomorrow. If you enjoyed this episode, and frankly, even if you didn't, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, The Andrew Klavan Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. The Michael Knowles Show is produced by Ben Davies. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Supervising producers, Mathis Glover and Robert Sterling. Technical producer, Austin Stevens. Assistant director, Pavel Widowski, editor and associate producer, Danny D'Amico, audio mixer, Robin Fenderson, hair and makeup, Nika Geneva, production assistant, Ryan Love. The Michael Knowles Show is a Daily Wire production, copyright Daily Wire 2020. You know, the Matt Wall Show, it's not just another show about about politics. I think there are enough of those already out there. We talk about culture because culture drives politics and it drives everything else. So my main focuses are life family, faith. Those are fundamental. And that's what this show is about. I hope you'll give it a listen. Right now, go to preborn.com slash Knowles. Last year, because of you, Preborn's network of clinics saved over 58,000 babies. Thank you to all who made this possible. We need to celebrate these precious babies. When Charlotte found out she was pregnant, she was seven weeks along. In the back of her mind. She thought abortion was the best solution. She went into a preborn clinic, and after hearing her baby's heartbeat and seeing her beautiful baby on ultrasound, she chose life. Her heart is filled with gratitude for all of you who made this possible. Just 28 bucks a month can be the difference between the life and death of a child. When a mother meets her baby on ultrasound and hears that heartbeat, it is a divine connection that doubles a baby's chance at life. Let's join together, help mothers choose life. To donate, dial pound 250, say keyword baby. That's keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash Knowles, K N O W L E S. Preborn fundraises separately for all the administrative costs. So every dollar you give goes straight towards saving babies. Go to preborn.com slash Knowles, K N O W L E S, and donate right now.